So it's really exhausting on various levels. There's exhaustion being experienced by anyone directly, directly affected by different events on a very personal level. Let the adventure begin with Chris Dinker Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode four. I am your host, Chris Dinker, and this episode is going to be um, maybe a little bit different. I'm talking about the way of our world right now and and the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, and how we uh, how we can go about kind of dealing with things when there's a lot that feels so much out of our control. The world does feel really heavy right now. I mean, I'm we're living in a world where in the United States, we recently celebrated Independence Day on July 4th. However, it was marred by yet another mass shooting, this time in Highland Park, Illinois, a suburb north of Chicago, where seven people died and over two dozen more were injured. We're living in a world where Roe versus Wade was recently overturned. We're living in a world where elementary students and teachers in Uvalde, Texas, went to school on May 24th and 19 students and two teachers were senselessly gunned down. We're living in a world where on June 27th, 53 people died in the sweltering heat in a tractor trailer in San Antonio, Texas, in what has been described as the deadliest human smuggling incident by Homeland Security. And I realize these are only a few of the tragic events that have occurred in the United States over the last few months. I know there's a lot more, not only in the United States, but there's a lot more going on around the world. And so just thinking about where you are in the world and some of the things that are weighing heavily on your hearts as the ones that I've just shared with you. But then on the other hand, the world feels very light in some ways. We're living in a world where Pride Month, a celebration of the LGBTQIA community, has just wrapped up in several cities, but will continue on in others. Um, I had the privilege of being in Chicago when the Pride Parade took place, and uh, I went with my son and my husband and a few of my son's friends, and we just walked away just... It was just an amazing experience seeing just so many people happy and cheering and applauding and just honestly just loving life. Juneteenth was celebrated on June 19th, which is a holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. If you're a sports fan, you may have watched the College World Series where Ole Miss won its first ever championship, or you may have seen the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup in hockey during the month of June. But then we're but then I could just feel like the world feels heavy again because we're living in a world where there's more division than there is unity. Where people have drawn hard lines in their beliefs without listening to the other side. Where people feel no longer that it's okay to agree to disagree, but to actually say someone's wrong if they don't hold the same beliefs as they do. I mean, I'm all for having strong opinions, but I draw the line when people put me down or treat me in kind of a condescending way for having mine. Um, For example, during the height of the pandemic, I really felt strongly about wearing masks and I knew people who felt strongly about not wearing them. And I'm like, 
that's that's cool. We can agree to disagree. However, when um, a few of the people that I know who are anti-mask wearers started calling me a snowflake for wearing them, I'm like, excuse me, what? Just because I felt that it was um, necessary to wear them for the health of others, you called me a snowflake? I'm like, that just didn't shake well with me. So it's really exhausting on various levels. There's exhaustion being experienced by anyone directly directly affected by different events on a very personal level. Things that are either happening to loved ones or to themselves. There's also, you know, that, that survivor guilt. You know, that guilt people feel when their life is going along so well when many others are suffering. There's the exhaustion of trying to make sense of the overwhelm of social media in light of all that is going on. It's a fine line of wanting to be informed, but figuring out or trying to figure out when enough is enough and knowing when it's affecting your mental health. Whatever level of exhaustion you're feeling, that's what we're talking about today. How do we deal with all that is going on? How do we handle what is out of our control without appearing like we don't care when in fact we care deeply? We need the space to come to grips with the empathy we feel and the action we want to take and we need to balance it with making sure we're taking care of ourselves. Now, honestly, I am a strong believer that most, not all, but most of our overwhelm seems to happen with social media. Many of us get more of our news and information from the likes of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, various podcasts, and other media outlets. There's been more than a time or two when I felt myself getting more emotional feeling sad, angry, frustrated, hopeless, and helpless. When this has happened, I have felt my breath getting more shallow and my heart rate increases. And this is precisely the moment when I know I need to do something. But sometimes I'm not sure what to do. My mind just kind of goes blank. You ever feel that same way? Well, this is exactly why I have a list of five tips or th- that are my automatic go-tos when I feel overwhelmed with what is going on in the world. And when I freeze, I pull out that list. I have them in three different places. I have one list on my desk, one on my refrigerator, and one in my purse. That way, when I freeze, I can go to one of those spots and do one of those items that I have that helps me feel back in control. So the first one is to take five deep breaths using the 488 method. On the inhale, you count to four, you hold for a count of eight, and then exhale for a count of eight. So let's go through and and just try this together. So we'll inhale for four, so inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
Now you can modify those. Sometimes people in the middle, when they hold, instead of holding for eight, they'll hold for four, but it's an inhale for four, a hold for four or eight, and then an exhale for eight. And usually by five breaths, you start feeling everything starting to slow down. So I'm hopeful that just by us doing that together, you started to feel kind of how that works, that it's a really good way of slowing things down for you. The second tip is to take a walk. There's nothing better than getting outside for some fresh air or even just kind of just tweaking your surroundings. So let's say you're at work and you're sitting um, in your office, getting up and going to take a drink, walking outside, just changing your venue in some way. Um, for us, we live in an apartment complex and even taking a 10 minute walk around campus has a does a really great job of clearing my head. Tip number three is to watch something that lightens your mood. This shouldn't be something you even have to think about. So think about, you know, just two shows that are maybe go-tos that just make you laugh and know exactly where they are, where you can find them. If they're on Netflix or Amazon Prime or on Hulu, whatever you watch, know where you can go get to those immediately. For me, my two go-tos are Friends and Schitt's Creek. So I will watch an episode of one or the other of those and sometimes two. Uh, and, and if I'm really feeling it, I might even stretch it to three. Uh, but I find that laughter is the best medicine and it shifts the mood immediately. A fourth tip is to journal. And I know a lot of people are kind of the jury's out for them with journaling, but I find out when I can write down my thoughts, I can get them out of my system. I write down all the feels and I let myself feel them. No one's going to read it. I don't have to write complete thoughts. I just let myself word vomit. And if that feels uncomfortable for you and you really have this fear that, ooh, somebody might read this or might find it and I might be kind of embarrassed, rip it up, throw it away when you're done. It's also kind of a, a freeing way of letting those thoughts and feelings go by uh, meeting them where they're at, ripping up the paper, and then letting them go. It's very symbolic. The fifth tip is gratitude. Many times I'll write down five things I'm thankful for in my life. And I always tell people, do it quickly without overthinking it. For example, I'm thankful for my morning cup of coffee, leggings that are silky smooth, the warmth of the sun until it gets too hot, the taste of dark chocolate, and finally the love of my family. Anything you're thankful for goes on the list and you don't even have to stop at five. Sometimes I keep adding to my list if I'm still feeling down. Now I've got a bonus tip for you. If you've never tried meditation, this is an added bonus. And meditation is easy, but it's also complicated. So just as a way of starting out, uh, find a calming rain um, sound. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, or whatever music platform you listen to. Lie down on your bed, on the floor, on a couch, just in a recliner. Put your hands on your stomach, close your eyes, and shut off the lights. Simply listen to the sounds for a few minutes. Feel your breath coming through with the rising and lowering of your stomach. And if you fall asleep, so be it. Sometimes your body needs to fully fully relax when your emotions feel highly jacked. 
and we'll get more into other ways that you can use meditation in future episodes. Now I have a double bonus for you. Another tip is to read a book that makes you feel good or relaxed. Again, kind of like um, having the episodes of the shows that you'd like to watch, have something close by so that you know this is your go-to. Read a read a few pages, read a chapter, or if you've got the time, read all dang day. And I guarantee as you read something that makes you feel good, maybe makes you laugh, just something that brings you some kind of joy, it'll um, lighten your mood. Like I said, I make a list of these calming activities. And just to review, one was deep breathing, two was to take a walk, three was to watch something lighthearted, four was to write my thoughts down, five is listing things that you're grateful for, the first bonus is to relax with a a light form of meditation, and the last one was reading a book. When you're feeling hyper aware of what is going on in the world, and you feel overwhelmed, pick one. If you need to, and that one doesn't seem to work all that well, pick another one or put one of them on repeat until you feel a shift in your being. However, I will tell you this, even before I do one of them, I put social media away for the day, no matter what time of day it is. I feel like my mental state is more important than feeling in, you know, air quotes, connected to the outside world. Sometimes, quite honestly, we just really need to disconnect. The world is really intense right now in many different ways. It's hard when so much is out of our control, but I want you to do some things that are in your control. While it won't change the intensity of the world outside yourself, centering your being will help realign your perspective. To show you what I mean about the items on the list, next week, I'm going to share a book that will make you feel good one that I believe everyone should read. I can't wait to read some of the excerpts from it and to talk about some of the ways we can make them apply to our lives. Until then, let your adventure begin. And if you want to connect, find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. But until then, again, let your adventure begin. And peace.